Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hey, y'all. Are you an avid listener to My Doula Micah? And you want to be more involved. You want to support. You want to be a subscriber. You want to get ad-free podcasts. You want to see some video content or never-before-seen footage, extra additional content, maybe even some merchandise at a discounted price, and you want to benefit from that. Then go to patreon.com slash mydoulamicah and jump in to the fun. Let's move on to Miss Demi. Okay, so Demi uh, was a very unique season in my life. We were, I um, was due December, I was due December 12, but we scheduled her birth for December 5 mm-hmm. because we were um, in the thick of a very successful season with Baylor Volleyball. Yep. Um, 2019. Yep. We had a final four run, mm-hmm. Big 12 champions, just a very good team. And um, she was due right yep. in the midst of postseason. And this basically, when Sam called me to go, hey, I'm pregnant again, put me on the books, and we got together, this is pretty much all we talked about was the scheduling I of know. this baby. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> and she's like, okay, here's the thing. I am not missing that. And I'm like, okay, girl. Yeah. Then we even talked about, do you remember this? We even talked about if... We start traveling and yeah. we have to go to. I don't we know were going to fly said, you with Nebraska us. or Alabama. She goes, yeah. you're coming with me on the charter bus mm-hmm. because at least I'll the have flight. you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, she was cracking me up. So they, you know, there's a lot of um, worry about flying. Like, like there's yes. a certain week where you're not supposed yep. to fly. And so I was very hopeful. Uh, the way postseason works is if you are highly seated, you get to host at home. So I yeah. was, we were good. I was hopeful that we would get that. But if we didn't, which is very possible, there's a lot of other good yeah. teams. Yeah. We were going to need to fly. And so I had was begging Carrie. Carrie would probably laugh at all this, too, because I was constantly, this is yeah. all we talked about as well, was the timing. Yeah. And we got to a point where I was like, well, if you fly Micah with you, maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll sign off. So I was like, okay, well then that's what we're Done. doing. Yeah. Hilarious. So I had kind of prepped you for that. Like, yep. Hey, uh, what do you think? Yeah, and you I think? think you were game. But- totally game. I'm like, are you kidding me? Baylor charter bus? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Game. My husband's going to be so jealous. Yeah. I love it. Can I just, I'm going to interject real quick because once you checked those boxes, you were good. Yeah. 
And, and this is a testament to how important your mindset is, you guys. So if there is something nagging at you while you're pregnant and you don't deal with it and figure it out, maybe it is, what are we going to do with our dogs mm-hmm. while we go into, who's going to take care of them? If you don't deal with that and solve that problem quickly, it's going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. And so it's super important that you are mentally checking the boxes as well while you're pregnant mm-hmm. so that you're not carrying all that stress with you before birth. Yeah, the mind definitely leads the body. Oh, yes, ma'am. So, um, yes, yes, ma'am. I had had. And that's coming from a coach, y'all. Yes, it's <laughs> that, so true. So true. Because that's basically the story of all my births. Like, where was I at mentally? And yeah. What was my outcome? And they're very correlated. But um we ended up being able to host so we didn't have to fly uh until the final four which was in pittsburgh so i had had that's why we scheduled so this was different because with malachi water broke naturally right not um nothing scheduled and uh with demi went into the hospital had a balloon inserted i had Mm -hmm. not done um why does the word escape me what's it called when you induction induction yeah i had not been induced right so this was all new and mentally um i was ready to get it done because we were playing usc (laughs) um i think on december six or seven it was the day after yeah so this she was born so the sixth (laughs) (laughs) so i get i go i must have gone in the night of the fourth got in a balloon and um the insert of the balloon was not i didn't enjoy that and then um (laughs) I, I just, love how you put that. I, I just, didn't enjoy that. Oh. <laughs> no, it is not comfortable, you guys. You're not supposed to enjoy it. No. Sam. So they so okay. So then I slept through the night with this balloon in, and that just kind of slowly gets you ready. Mm-hmm. And then you and I are mostly really the the pro tip is to have you, Micah, communicating with your partner. Or your, mm-hmm. you know, for me, James, my husband. Mm-hmm. And so I think y'all were probably communicating. And so I'm, um, next morning, honestly, Demi's is so, I do remember, um, your sisters were there. My sisters came and, um, uh, this experience was different. There's some really positive things. Right. The one thing that made, so we were, I was kind of thinking I've done this once. Yes. I'm obviously no, it's not going to be the same, but like, I'm thinking like, I know what I'm doing. Of course. Probably wrong to think that. No, is, it's not necessarily wrong. You're right. It was a different experience because you're on Pitocin. Yeah. And so I'm, I still knew I needed Micah. Obviously that part I got right. But, um, I probably went wrong mentally thinking like, okay, I'm looking at an old map, which mm. was the map of Malachi for this yeah. birth. Yeah. And it wasn't the same game plan. Right. No. So, um, I was a little more restricted, I think, because Demi, they want, they needed to monitor her differently than maybe what. Because of the meds that you're getting, yes. Yeah. So that was a challenge for me in pain management because yeah. I couldn't move around in the same way. Yeah. No, there were still um, methods and things sure. to be done, but limited. You're right. But it was t- it was tougher. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing is, I didn't wasn't mentally prepared for is, and of course now I think back, I'm like, duh, my body knew what it was doing. Yes. And so it moved along faster than like what Malachi's birth yep. had. Yep. And I wasn't, I didn't know how fast I was moving. So I was restricted to this bed. I'm like in the fetal position, just like trying to manage. 
And um, I remember kind of talking with you at one point. I'm like, I, I literally cannot do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm in so much freaking pain. You reached your end, your edge, your line sooner. It moved so much sooner. And so that that's really hard to wrap your head it around, you so guys, when you're not prepared for that. And so I'm going to just tell you, you, you were having a hard time trusting your body that it really was doing what it was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. all you can also remember is how long the first one was. And now you're already at that boundary line. Wait, and we're only an hour. What, three? Heck no, I'm not doing this for another 12 hours. Yeah, so uh way I would describe it is like the whole like frog in the boiling water yeah. deal. Yeah. So with Malachi's, while I would much rather have a faster labor, yeah. I was kind of prepared for like the water to slowly mm-hmm. get hot. Gradually. Yeah, yes. and like... With Demi's, I wasn't mentally yeah, unfortunate to me. <laughs> so this is my own fault. I wasn't mentally ready for it to like turn up so, so fast. So I wasn't in the um, mental place. And that's why I said mind leads the body. I wasn't in the mental place to take on transition, I think, yep. as fast as it came. Right. And so then I remember being like, dude, just fine. Order the epidural because I'm, I'm if I can't move around and do my lunges and do all yep, this stuff, like yep. I, I don't know how I'm going to do this and I'm dying, right. I'm dying over here. Yep. So we, we did order it. Yep. And it takes some time. It does. And so finally, y'all just because yeah. you say I'm done, I want the epidural. It does not mean you're done. You better buckle up. Oh, and now you have got to focus like you never have before. Cause you are not done. No, more than likely you will not feel relief for probably sometimes it's close to an hour. You guys, from the time you say, I want the epidural, and then they go order it, and your anesthesiologist gets in there, and now they've prepped you, and now they put it in. Then it takes 15 minutes for the meds to get to your body. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So so they, oh my gosh, so it's so true. So I, we get it ordered exactly like what she said. It took some time. He, I'm still in the bed because I'm being, um, I can't move around because of the way there's a monitor system that they can uh, put around your leg and or around your belly, and it allows you to move. Mm-hmm. It wasn't um, working for Demi, so mm-hmm. I had to stay like right there. Yeah, and and that's because you were on Pitocin. Yes, okay, that's right. And so, so um, I uh, they he gets in, you know. So I'm in more pain. I'm in pain. The anesthesiologist comes in. And this is the part that I remember clearly. I probably could have had baby. Oh, yeah. Y'all, she's pushing. She's grunting while they're putting the epidural in her back. And this is this is where you need a I Micah is to my either right or I want to say she's to my right. And the anesthesiologist kind of gives her the side eye. Because I go to sit up and sitting up and finally letting mm. gravity induce, mm-hmm. my body was like, we've been ready. Yep. Now that you're up, mm-hmm. let's push the baby out. Mm-hmm. And uncontrolled yep. pushing. I wasn't. It's yes. like it's involuntary it is. pushing started. Yes. And he looks at Micah and he's like, is she pushing? And I gave you the eyeballs of like. Don't you don't dare. you tell him I want this epidural. I've already decided <laughs> I'm getting this epidural. Oh, Which y'all, that's yourself. the mental piece. Oh, like yeah, I just totally. you have to be if you want all natural, and this is where again, I'm not gonna say I went wrong in a bad sense, but right. if I wanted the outcome of all natural, mm-hmm. I mentally was closed off to that. Yeah. Once you 
Look, once a mama says mentally, I am done, and you've already decided you're done, and you checked out mentally, there's almost nothing I can do. It's hard to reopen to get that you back. Door. Oh, very, very hard. Almost impossible. And so we were going down this path. Whether she needed it or not, I was, I kept looking. I was like, a baby's about to be born right here while she's getting her up and arrow. I yeah. mean, this baby is coming. I looked at her like, don't you dare tell him I'm pushing. But I was pushing. Mm-hmm. But he put it in. Mm-hmm. At, I mean, which was so dumb when I think back to it. Because I'm like, I was there. Mm-hmm. And that slowed things down. Mm-hmm. So um, that, that it is maybe not true. I've, you know been at three births but i have read that the epidural slows things down that is exactly what it did for me i mm-hmm. probably could have pushed demi out right then and there yep i was my body was doing it yep and i get the epidural it was sweet relief i will give yeah totally the crowd that yeah um but it slowed things down mm-hmm. i think i then got back in the bed and so i don't you know yeah i kind of feel ba- like a bad mom because i'm like no she was like ready to come out and like who knows like i I'm just thankful that she was born healthy and there were no complications yeah. because that kept her inside me a little longer, which mm-hmm. is now it's kind of scary to think about, but, um, it slowed things definitely way down. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, I think I pushed her out much fat. You can't feel anything. Mm-mm. I think I pushed her out a little, again, my mind is like, I think I pushed her out faster. You did. Yes. So, so but I'm like, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, you didn't need to feel a whole lot with her because your body was already doing it. Yeah. So what happened with the epidural, because it's kind of this muscle relaxer and like the strongest muscle relaxer you've ever had. And then it numbs everything that involuntary pushing kind of stopped because your body is now relaxing. We've so told she it was just to slow down. There. So she's just kind of chilling. Yeah, basically. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, guys. Have you heard about Blossom Shop in Clifton, Texas? For all of your floral needs, for special occasions and important events, whether it's a wedding, a baby shower, a birthday party, or hint, hint, Christmas right around the corner and that fun party that you want to host, Heather Rest has got you covered for all of your floral needs. And so then once you did engage and and put forth any effort whatsoever to push, it just didn't long yeah so if i if i could go back because my my hope was always the outcome of all natural because i really enjoyed the recovery with that i thought yeah. it was fast well there's a lot of reasons mm-hmm. um pros to doing that but um if i could do it over i just mentally needed to be in a different place but um you know and have an understanding that it wasn't going to be the same as Malachi's right. birth right right and anyways uh she was born it was fine. I went and coached USC the next day. I think you were either at the game. I was you, at the game. So, and we were texting. Yes, we were texting. Like <laughs> literally maybe like right like a minute before the game started. I'm yep. probably like texting you. Yep. And um, she, Demi was at the game. Yep. Uh, her and my husband sat in the locker room. And yeah, so we brought. <laughs> and then she flew with us to Pittsburgh two weeks later. It was wild. It was yeah. wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Moving on to Mr. Micah. Okay, so this is the only birth that Micah wasn't at. I was not at this one. Um, I had my good friend, Rachel White there, who's, she's had five. I actually remember we had a conversation or we were texting back and forth and you, I could, I could see it in your text here in your voice. This, uh, what's the word? Just feeling ambivalent. Just, you could not land. That's what it really was. You could not land. You go, I don't know what I want. 
And I was offering some suggestions. Have you thought about this? You might be a good candidate for this. And you're like, I don't know what I want. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I just did not. Honestly, two young kids. COVID, you're home every day. I'm not used to that. I'm a working mom. I was just, I, I want a family. I wanted to grow my family. But at the time that Micah was born, I was exhausted. Yeah. That's a big deal, y'all. Exhausted. Yeah. Because you know what it takes. Yeah. To give birth. And you're like, oh, I'm in no frame of mind. Mm-mm. Nowhere Mm-mm. nowhere where I need to be to pull this off. No. Uh, yeah. No, that's exactly right. And so I did have my membranes swept. Um, it, that was an attempt to get things going. It mm. didn't work for me. Yeah. It and doesn't start labor, y'all. It, it just It's just one more little symptom that's cueing your body hey we, we're getting close yeah that's really all it does it really does not put you in labor it did not yeah and it did not for me so we get into the hospital and i remember texting carrie because she wasn't actually the one that was kind of checking i can't mm. remember which one there's three of the yeah. wives yeah and um it was kind of like oh, she's gonna need the balloon so my husband's like sam just do it so i get it this time getting it in didn't hurt Mm. So I'm like, oh, that was different because for Demi, it was actually pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, painful. yeah, yeah. So then Micah, they put it in and they're like, okay, go to bed, whatever. I'm like, great, I'm going to go to bed. So I go to bed. You were not involved in this birth. I go to bed and with Demi, I slept through the night with the balloon. It was fine. Mm-hmm. With Micah, I'm like, dude, this, like maybe like an hour after getting the balloon, I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm had two babies yeah. this feels like this I'm feels in, different feels like contractions i okay but i'm just gonna go to sleep it's fine i wake up i did not realize this until later that i was in full-blown labor i did not know it because i was really trying to follow like the age-old advice of just go to sleep uh-huh ignore it yeah so i um had such a hard contraction at like four in the morning three in the morning or something it actually lifted my body up the contraction lifted Mm. me up and so i'm like james i turned to my husband i'm like james i am in serious pain Mm. and he same thing kind of like dealt with the demi one where i slept through the night he's like sam just go to bed like you're fine Mm. and i'm like man this is really really tough so i asked them to give me some um drugs via uh the meds the analgesic meds yeah yeah yeah. and your iv yeah and an iv so they come and they give me it. It's like a heavy glass of wine. Oh, yeah. And maybe more than a glass. And I go back to sleep. And then I'm like, I remember sleeping like in my like, it felt like I was drunk, drunken stupor. <laughs> and I'm like in my dream, like counting my seconds in between contractions as a dream. I was in labor. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it. Yeah. And so they give me like through the night. It gets painful. The drugs wear off. I asked for another dose. I think I had three doses. Yeah. So the, and I'm like full blown more in labor and not realizing because I'm just continuously getting like, give me another dose. Uh huh. So it's like six in the morning or whatever. And James wants coffee thinking like we're in for a yeah doozy here. And he's texting back and forth with Rachel White, who's going to come up and kind of like going to help. And I was like, hey, if you want coffee, go get it now. Yeah. Because, um. I feel like this is going to go fast. And he leaves. There's nobody in the room. I'm like, I'm going to get up and go to the bathroom. Oh, God. <laughs> Same thing that oh, happened with yeah. Demi. My body is finally like, oh, she's finally going to stand up and give us some gravity uh-huh. help. I'm in full-blown transition. 
Oh, did not know because this is what I've been being told the whole time. We're gonna do the balloon. Mm-hmm. We're gonna that's gonna open you up, and then we'll put you into labor in the morning. Yeah, we'll pop your, we'll break your water. Right, we'll give you pitocin. The balloon's just gonna warm you up. We'll put you. I was. Yep. I had been in freaking labor all night. So anyway, so I'm in full bone tradition. There is nobody in the room. There's no nurse. There's no nobody. And I'm like, holy crap. Mm-mm. So I text my husband. And I was like, James, get back here, or you're not gonna see this child come into the world. He probably thought you were losing your mind. I was like, what have I? I was kind of pissed at myself. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> I am now alone. There's a, I, there's no, I don't have Micah, my normal doula. Uh, like nobody knows what's going on. I have not communicated to anyone that I'm people for all the nurses know they're going to come break my water. Right. Pitocin, and I'm like, I'm ready to go. Yep. Ugh. So James gets back to the hospital I'm like fully going and I was super fatigued so I just the I called the nurse because I was like holy crap like mm-hmm. we are definitely well pa-. so they checked me and they're like oh you're at like an eight. <laughs> oh my gosh I know I know I know so the I had just all night long and um that I ordered the epidural because I was dying but again it's like the same thing I'm like okay mm-hmm. well I've labored this whole time why am I doing this to myself but the I get the epidural and then it did take me a while to get again the epidural slowed things down mm-hmm. and I it took me a while to get from like a seven or eight or wherever I was to like basically they Ten. told me just sit here once you feel a ton of pressure right let us know yep You'll when you have an epidural because you can't feel anything you're able to just chill and mm-hmm. relax and let your body finish doing what it was doing and allow baby to what they call labor down which means baby is continuing to descend even though you're 10 centimeters and you could push you don't have to Mm -hmm. because baby's just continuing to come lower and lower and lower so instead of pushing baby lower to descend your body is contracting and bringing baby lower and you didn't have to do anything so that is why it it's taking longer you could be pushing and it would be quicker, but you're saving a ton of energy by allowing baby just to labor down because you don't feel anything. Yeah. So I thought back to that and I actually made a post on my Instagram about this labor. Um, I had, I had someone there with me when I got out of that bed and realized, okay, I'm in transition. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to put me in labor, but I'm well, where that ship has sailed. Yeah. If I had had someone with me, I think I could have done it because oh yeah, I mentally was like, Oh, I recognized it now. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm always, I'm kind of like I, and Rachel would have loved it too. So I'm, we kind of, I'm like, oh, bummer. Like I wish I had gotten you there earlier. Uh, anyways, so I just couldn't, I didn't feel like I could go it alone. Yeah. And no, I was in the room totally by myself. Yeah. But um, I will say the laboring down part. Mm. Um, so you're sitting there just totally chilling. For me, it felt like orgasmic oh wow yeah but in a uncomfortable way because i wanted because it's like that's a feeling that's quick and you know you don't you don't want that button pressed for 10 minutes straight correct that's interesting yeah i've definitely heard of women that while they're giving birth and they're pushing they have an orgasm that that's that's a thing it's not super common but it is definitely thing so that's so interesting so if it happens Quickly, I mean, great, like yeah. amazing. That's probably the best outcome. But for me, as I'm sitting there with the epidural and the baby is laboring down, she must have been, or he, sorry, Micah, must have been on my nerves or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it 
he was pressing on it without yep. pause. Yeah. So I wasn't like giddy. I was more like, I would like this to actually stop. Irritated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 and they were like, Rachel and James were like laughing at me because I'm like, y'all, it's not painful. I'm having epidural. I feel the pressure, but yeah. it's like, uh, <sighs> like, like you're at a 10. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Got yeah, it. Got so it. I'm like, all right, this is like weird. You're kind of just like, like <laughs> y'all can't see me right now, but you're just like, make that like face and you like, you can't, it's just like, it's not stopping. <laughs> so um, they were, everyone was laughing at me and thought that was hilarious. Except for me, who was like, I would like this to stop. Um, and then eventually it was like, whoo. There's so much pressure. Yeah. You can literally feel the head right there. Mm-hmm. And we pushed briefly. They pulled my legs back. Baby, yep. baby came into the world. Yep. And then it, with both of, and this one was actually longer than Demi's, it took a long time for the feeling in my legs to come back, which, mm. and I didn't have that same high. Yeah. And so, um, and this is why if I have another baby, <laughs> <laughs> I have an 11 month old right now. So my husband's probably like, no, mm, but, um, <laughs> your husband's not going to be super happy with your podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I will try, I will really, and I could talk about why my other births resulted in the way they did. And, and there's no fail failure in uh-uh, any of it, but, absolutely. um, I, I remember afterwards just feeling this huge rush of adrenaline mm-hmm. and, um, I wanted to eat right away and I was very awake and, and alert yeah. and coherent and excited and adrenalized. Yep. I felt like if what you could describe it as is um, a runner's high from like post marathon. That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah. And it's very unique. It's like a birthing high. Mm-hmm. So true. Oh my gosh. So true. And so I was like, I can't wait to have my next baby. <laughs> I was just excited yeah. for the experience yeah. again. Cause it was as painful as it was. That was the best I felt afterwards. Yeah. Um, in with yeah. all three of my births. So. Yep. That's so good. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Cause that's important for people to know. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's the hardest thing you're ever going to do. But then, I just recently um, had Gabrielle, my daughter, on um, for a podcast episode, and and she said it like you're saying. It, I I wanted to be a part of the whole experience. I wanted to feel and be present mm-hmm. in all of it, start to finish. Yes, even the hard parts that sucked, but it was those are also the parts that strengthen you later to go. Oh my gosh, I did that. What? You and that's know, what makes it so sweet. That's why yeah. that photo exists where you're just yes. like, Oh man, you feel so like superwoman. You feel so accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. But even, and there's often this like, um, trope of like, Oh, you don't get a medal, but I mm. will say it's not, I, I get it. And I've done all three. So I understand. Yeah. But, um, it really is a unique mm-hmm. to an all natural birth feeling yeah. of the extreme. Obviously, no matter how you have the baby, you love your baby. But this, uh, yeah, this it's got nothing to do with how you feel about your baby. Bodily adrenalized rush yeah. I only experienced with my all natural birth because yeah. I think I was um, obviously feeling uh, like other things, and I had my epidural where I just did, couldn't feel anything, and that it was yeah. totally different. Right, where I could truly like all of my senses were pumping yeah. type yeah. deal. So yeah. that was, um, was if I do awesome. it again, um. Last baby, last rodeo. I'm going. I'm gonna do it the way yep. I want to do it. So. Oh, you can totally do it. Yeah. Your body's got this. I might just have to drive back to Waco to have my fourth and and get my <laughs> there you like, go. Or you'll drive up to who knows. We'll have to figure something out. But charter me in. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So unique. 
experiences. And, and I, again, I talk about this a lot too on my podcast, even with the same mom, her birth experiences are different. And so I think Sam said it really, really well early on. You were looking at an old map of your birth experience, number one, and trying to use that map to navigate birth experience number two. And she's absolutely right. That does not work. That won't help you. Really, the only benefits that you get from previous births is that you can check a few boxes to go, oh, yeah, I know what a contraction feels like. Oh, yeah, I know what it feels like when baby descends. Oh, I remember this. But for the most part, in terms of how your experience is going to be from start to finish, it will look different. Yeah, as different as your children are, as different, yes. you know, like your births are different. So I think that mentally you should go into it. It's like running a race on a new trail. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's mm-hmm. ahead, but I'm here to run it. Yeah. And you trained for it. Mm-hmm. You know what to do. You don't know exactly what to expect, but, mm-hmm. but here I we know go. how to run. Yep. So I'm here for whatever it comes my way. Actually, to me, it's a great analogy. Sports for me is a great analogy for childbirth because while you have developed these skills and techniques and understanding or plays or whatever it is, and you've been practicing those and you're prepared for that, you don't know how the game will unfold. Exactly. You don't know how each player is going to show up for that game. I mean, you may have your heavy hitter, your best shooter have an off game. So that means the game plan could potentially look different. You may have different personnel in there. You may have thought that the game that y'all were going to smoke this team, that was your hardest game. You know, you can't predict how it's going to unfold. And the same thing is true with birth. You don't know what your body, your baby, or your birth is going to dictate in terms of how this is going to go. And I think it's super important. Sam, you said this also. It doesn't mean that if it's a different experience and it's not what you thought it was going to be that you failed. It's just a different experience. And so I think wrapping our heads around that part of it too, that my birth experience can still be positive, even though it was different. And to highlight those moments, to highlight those things that were positive, that were enjoyable, that were lighthearted, which is what my book is all about. Let's highlight those things that are, what can I celebrate about this birth, Mm -hmm. you know? I think I have, like, when I'm in it, I decided early on, like, who my people are. And then if Mm -hmm. you're not my people, like, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. I deal. Yeah. And so um, it's funny because even, like, there's, like, a whole, I did not realize this, a whole slew of team of nurses. You've got a few that are with you while you're laboring. But then, like, once baby comes, like, a million more people. And so I wasn't, I was more like, okay, these are my people. If you're someone else, like, I'm obviously very thankful for nurses. Sure. But at the same time, I was like. Can we do this without y'all? Well, it's more like I did not want, and this is another reason why it's great to have a doula. I did not want a lot of people talking to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice to be like, hey, direct questions to Micah Mm -hmm. because you're in pain or whatever it's going on. Yeah. And then people are trying to talk to you or ask you questions or this. Can can you all just talk to Micah? And so it's really nice to have someone kind of fielding that onslaught of, Because there are, they need to uh, inform you, like inform consent in a lot of, the, hey, this is what we're doing and why. And I'm like, just tell Micah, you know, so, so or, you know, so it's nice to have someone else yeah. that's 
fielding or being a buffer between you and the medical team, right, especially right. someone that knows them for the most part, because I know that you're very consistent in that hospital. So, you yeah. know, a lot of them. Yeah. So because I didn't I didn't want people. I just it was too much. It was like decision fatigue. Right. So it's too yes. much. Yes. This has been wonderful to get to hear your experiences. You do an absolutely fabulous job of painting the picture <laughs> of what it looks like start to finish. That's so, so helpful. It's so helpful for other people. So there are listeners that haven't had a baby yet. Maybe they are expecting, who knows? Is there any piece of advice, any last thought or word that you would want to encourage them in? Oh man, you can do it. Like I said, there maybe is a, it's even my own self. There's some, I would call this like misinformation or misinformed and that you need to be like super physically fit to be Mm -hmm. all natural, or you need to, um, check these certain boxes. Like women have been doing this Yeah. of all shapes, sizes, whatever it may be. Like you can do it. If you don't make a plan, don't have a team, don't prepare, have an idea of what you're getting into. Yeah. Otherwise you're just going to kind of fall into the cog Mm -hmm. of what, um, is being thrown at you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and again, that's not, not ha- happy, healthy baby is the end goal. Totally. But you, you know, if you want certain outcomes mm-hmm. and there's reasons for those certain outcomes, like recovery, things like that, that's, I wanted to breastfeed. There's right. things like that. So then I, I just, my advice is like, have a plan, have a team. Mm-hmm. Do not walk into this willy nilly. Yeah. Like you can do it. Yeah. And if you don't, then right. I think you're really taking a gamble. So that's my advice is good. to have that plan in place. That's good. That's great. Mm-hmm. Sam, this has been so much fun. Thank you for joining me today. And thank you all for joining us. Thank you for listening to My Doula Micah. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at My Doula Micah. We can also get connected at mydoulamica.com. If you're interested in checking out my book, the link to The Humor in Birth, Stories and Insights from a Doula can be found on all of these social platforms. Be sure to share and subscribe. I'll be here next week, so please be sure to join me again. And this podcast was produced by Rogue Media Network. This has been a Rogue Media Network 